Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Oh, hello and welcome to the China Shop. Everybody get your asses inside. We got a fire sale today. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing good. Been scheduling like a mofo. Oh, yeah. The interview requests have been really picking up this last month. That's what I like to hear. We're getting popular with the people. They want to come hang out with us in the shop. Something like that. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, come on into the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way into a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses, and they seem to all be directed into trading futures. <laughs> Weirdly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, we're still still trading on those stocks and options. And and hey, if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, uh, you might want to check out our knowledge center on financialneptitude.com or give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. This journey has taken us quite a long path and uh, where we're at today is is not uh, beginner level. So, it, you know, learning all the, the, the jargon and the lingo and the basics are beginning trading episodes are a good place to start. Uh, but you can also join us on our Discord server. Kyle and I are on there every day. It's really just an awesome place to be. We're sharing charts. We're sharing levels. We're sharing our trades. Answering questions. If you got questions, that's a great place to ask. Oh, yeah. Great place to ask the questions. And, and when you do join that server, make sure you send us a private message or an email with your mailing address so we can send you a smash-it-yourself mug or shot glass straight from the shop. We're just glad everybody's here. Glad you made it today. A lot of fun on on this show today. A lot mm-hmm. of fun coming up. And Kyle, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, we got some show news. Got a lot of show news. All right, so we finished the Venture Point interview last week. So that episode with Dr. Adams should be coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next week, we've got Shahar Abrams. Then we've got Vico from TradePro coming back at the end of the month to talk about options with Dan. Oh, yeah. You made, you've been making a lot of progress in that area. I'm really looking forward to listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> discuss some of the things you've been learning i've been making 10 steps forward eight steps back that's that's my method as long as you're still going forward that's good <laughs> uh coming up in october we've got matt rayner anthony fatsis uh we're scheduling a new beginner episode with the local enthusiast and then we're also working out the details to finally get uh, the fund managers from ChangeBridge on the show oh so hopefully that'll be all be coming up in october october is pretty much booked very nice i love to hear that i love to hear that the ChangeBridge guys are, are going to finally be on the show i'm still excited to talk to them he called me uh he, i think it was vince called me uh, yesterday Oh, they called you yesterday and talked to you on the phone? Yeah, because uh, I sent them an email just asking, uh, you know, if they... I saw they were on the TD Ameritrade Network, had a, a, a spot on there, so I was just checking to see if they got uh, their compliance issues resolved. So, yeah, they called us up, told us he's a huge fan still, definitely most entertaining stock market podcast out there. So, love hearing that from especially industry professionals. Yeah, big, big... Big shout out of love to those guys. We're, oh, we're yeah. glad you're listening. Glad yeah, you've joined us here in the shop. It's going to be fun talking to a fund manager for the first time, especially one that takes short positions too. I'm really eager to talk to those guys. Me too. 
Me too. All right. Wow. So we just got a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of great guests. Stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm excited. But today we have an enthusiastic, energetic, egotistical show. Uh, tracks. That tracks. That tracks. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then the rest of the show's a breeze. I got the three. I got the three descriptions out. It was alliteration. Oh, big weight off my mind. We got lots of market moving news. Plenty of stocks on the radar. And more options than analysts have revisions of price targets. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) One of those potential guests, I think, is an analyst. (laughs) No, wait, he's an advisor. Never mind. (laughs) Take that, analysts. Yeah, and folks, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You know, we love all your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. On the Discord, we got a lot of great discussions happening in there. We we love all of our Discord users so much. Uh, they're really making making it such a great place to to hang out. Couldn't be more grateful for them. Mm-hmm. So reach reach out to us. Uh, you can shoot us an email at the number two bowls at financialneptitude.com. That's two bowls at financialneptitude.com. Or you can give us a phone call seven two five twenty two bowls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe. After reuniting with your family in New York, you've decided to go out west into a town full of cats. I feel like you've already done that one. No, I did the first one. That one's the sequel. All right, fair enough. <laughs> ah, ah, yeah, yeah, don't try and trip me up. I'm as sharp as one of those pointy things. <laughs> a claw? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, I think it's time to talk about some bet results. Okay, fine. All right, I went with Boeing. Uh, they opened the week at two fifteen ninety one, finished at a dismal two ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes my total down from five hundred three dollars and four cents down to four eighty nine ninety seven. Uh, did stay above my stop loss, so it looks like I picked a, a good level there. Did cut me out and then rebound like it has happened in the past. Yeah. What'd you do, Dan? I don't even remember what you picked. I I picked eBay. Ah, oh, that's right, eBay. Burned by eBay again. It opened the week at seventy six forty one and immediately just dropped down. You could see on my level charts that I'd shared on Discord that it, it was just boom right right under my level and then it stayed there consolidating under my level the entire week. It ended the week at seventy two fifty six, but I very wisely put a stop at seventy five seventy five because I knew that uh, if it broke down below where it had been consolidating, mm-hmm. that it was not going to stop. Uh, so I didn't take too big of a loss. I went from five twenty nine twenty one down to. My new total at $524.64. I had a real tight stop on that one. And, and for the better. And you criticize me when I do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Random went with Sprint, uh, symbol T, which opened the week at 2747, finished at 2718. So Random's still in the lead with $527.87. 527.87. Damn you, Random. Damn you, Random. All right, we also got poll results. Uh, last week we asked if labor shortages were in your industry, or if you had labor shortages in your industry. Uh, yet 25% yes, 75% no, very low participation. So we need to pick a better poll question this week. Apparently that one didn't get people's uh, desires to click a button going. Kyle, I, I've been thinking about this, and I think that we need to pick sexier poll questions. I've got a better one for this week. Oh, shall we move on and talk about some news? Ah, well, first we need to know what's going on with your split pea soup. Okay, of course, we need the update. It So, twice I tried to to make it my, my meal, and it didn't work out. Ye- yesterday was my last chance, and J- Jen and I were getting all the ingredients together, and, and we remembered that we were we had made dinner plans with some friends mm-hmm. uh shout out to ellen i know she's a longtime listener <laughs> ellen you're fucking up his consequences he's gonna get another month if you don't <laughs> <laughs> uh so we went out to dinner to celebrate the the end of working at the hotel all right you're doing it tonight i think you said yes yes it is the menu okay. tonight i am going to be sharing some videos on the discord of me uh eating the these foods so expect that split, okay expect the split p1 to be up uh tonight and for this week i think we're gonna go with the classic poutine which i'll get uh i'll do some research and get you a, a recipe sometime today but d- definitely wanted to have the cheese curds in it oh god god damn okay am i going to be spreading this poutine on some french fries and some potatoes it's definitely French fries, I think, is the classic. So it's gravy, French fries, and the cheese curd seems to be the main components. 
Okay, so but poutine does include the potato element. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Because I love potatoes. Okay, I'm going to do this, Kyle. I'm going to eat it because it's the bet consequence. But cheese curds always give me an upset stomach. Well, you don't have to eat all of them. Well, I mean, don't I? When I... <laughs> And here's my thinking is, is when I give you consequences, I, I want you to go all in. So I feel like if, if I'm, if I'm trying to weasel and, and needle and do like the least, then I'm taking out the enforcement of my own consequences when I give them to you. Ah, uh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect you to eat the entire thing if it's that bad. I do expect you to at least put an effort into it. All right, let's 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 move on to some news. We've already spent about 15 minutes doing the... <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, so you know the least informative part of the show. Right? That's how you know it's going to be a good one. <laughs> well, we all know why we're listening today. The sharpest person with the week to replay. So sit back, we got some market affairs. Get some stories from the bulls and the bears. Clowns running companies Laws change overnight Here we are It's time for China Shop News Yeah now It's time for China Shop News uh, Kyle, I can't believe you haven't heard this news. I would really like to lead off with this one. In the, the pre-show call, you were like, wait, what? I didn't hear about that. And that made me really excited. <laughs> uh, which one was this? Uh, there have been two regional bank presidents of the Federal Reserve. There are 12 Federal Reserve regional banks. Two of them mm-hmm. have been actively trading stocks in 2020. Are they allowed to? Well, they did follow the ethics guidelines uh, set out by the Federal Reserve System. Mm-hmm. But the disclosure did prompt observers and uh, at least one lawmaker, at least one lawmaker, uh, to flag their behavior as, as possible conflicts of interest. Well, were they like shorting the market before their meetings? <laughs> Or what, what exactly were they trading, I guess, is what, what I need to know. You want to know specifically what they were trading? Yeah, okay. I would like to know. Documents showed that Cap- Kaplan, for instance, bought and sold at least $18 million of individual stocks in 2020, mostly tech stocks like Apple, Amazon, and uh, energy stocks like Marathon Petroleum. Okay. So I, I, I don't have the timing available, so I don't know when. He was making the trades, but uh, I definitely feel like the more we get into to stock market stuff, the more we realize how powerful the Federal Reserve is in moving the markets. That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> how is this? Th- this to me is like the rich man version of Musk tweeting a Dogecoin meme symbol. Yeah. And actually, that you mentioned it with tech stocks. Um, they have a lot more sway with those two, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of these tech stocks are growth companies, so they require... They require liquidity of capital. Yes. And if they are making decisions on whether or not that's going to continue or stop, and they're trading based on what they know, then yeah, that's a problem. I guess the other guy... Uh, yeah, one was Kaplan, one was uh, Rosengren. Mm-hmm. And I guess Rosengren talks publicly about his concerns about potential overvaluation risks in commercial real estate, and he was trading in four different uh, REITs at the time. Interesting. So, hmm. so it's like, uh, while they did, they followed the letter of the law in the ethics guidelines, but were they really being ethical? Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably also wrote the rules, too, <laughs> on what they can and can't do, or at least had a say in it. Rosengren, right? Right. <laughs> These are the people who make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rosengren said in a statement Thursday, Regrettably, the appearance of such permissible personal investment decisions has generated some questions, so I've made the decision to divest these assets to underscore my commitment to Fed ethics guidelines. So the guy who's been screaming about overvaluation of real estate sold all his real estate REIT stocks mm-hmm. to, to, to appear ethical. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant! <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it because it's it's yeah, it's it's like uh Jersey Shore of the finance world, right? <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> Speaking of that too, I've got uh I think we were looking at the market tanking on Thursday trying to figure out what happened. Mhm. And uh, Fed Reserve right there again. Uh looks like the Atlantic pre- Atlanta president Raphael Bostic 
Mm. Um, he came out and made comments that he believes the Fed will still uh, pull back on its asset buying campaign this year, uh, though he doesn't expect a decision for this month's uh, central bank meeting. So remember how everyone, when we saw the latest um, economic data that was coming out, saying, like the jobs reports and all that, showing that the, uh, everything looked a lot weaker than was expected and they thought maybe the tapering wouldn't happen this year? Yeah. Well, this guy, who is also one of the voting members for this year, thinks that they're still going to continue with that plan. So, yeah, the market definitely wanted to react to that. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we are going to taper. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, look for tapering to happen this year, apparently. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced, except if, if, if it doesn't happen by the end of this month, uh, next month, like, we'll have found the top of this current bull cycle. It's got to, it's mm-hmm. the inflation. We've been talking about it for a long time. I just don't see how we can't find the top this year. I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't know. Things can continue on definitely, or much longer than you think. Um, God, what's the, what was the saying from the big short? The market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like George said, everybody buys the dip until they don't. And if they're still buying the dip, it's still going to find that new high. Yep. All right. What other stories you got? Well, I've I've got two more, but I figure we only got time for one more of mine. Uh, would you rather talk about the New York DoorDash Uber Eats Grubhub dust up or the Ben and Jerry's Arizona dust up? Uh, I can go either way. Mm. They both sound interesting to me. Okay. Well, I will talk about the Arizona one because it's close to home. Living in Arizona, so Ben and Jerry's announced this year they're going to stop selling its ice cream in Israeli-occupied territories. Do a lot of people in Israeli-occupied territories eat Ben & Jerry's ice cream? That doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like their main market, doesn't does seem it? Like the, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to stop selling our ice cream in Somalia. Kyle, right now, I would like to say that we. I, I don't want to air this podcast in Myanmar, Burma. I, I really find that the conflict there, for me personally, I don't want our podcast to have anything to do with Myanmar, Burma. I wish you didn't say that, because we actually had a lot of listeners from that area. Oh, shit! Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not being facetious there. Let me, uh, let me look up the countries here. What? Who in uh, Burma is listening to us? Uh, hold, please, while I select the right time frame here. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> How is that even possible? What's the main city there? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe that's Bangladesh I'm thinking of. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Americans and their okay. amazing geography skills. Yeah, like... Ah, uh, I just saw it pop up. I don't... You know, my bad. No. They're right next to each other. Right, but one is like a war-torn dictatorship oppressing their their farmers and and one has manufacturing centers and financial centers okay any, anyway back to the new story <laughs> yes please <laughs> that's one hell of a tangent yeah yeah okay so so ben and jerry's took a huge risk on all those sales in israeli occupied territories then because of that the Arizona uh, Arizona legislature had passed a law in 2019 barring the Arizona government agencies from holding investments or doing more than $100,000 in business with any firm that boycotts Israel or its territories. So Arizona oh. has, uh, they've got a fund, they've got an investment income fund for the state where they hold some of the state money. And appara- right. apparently part of that fund had Unilever bonds. Unilever owns Ben & Jerry's. So... Uh, this week, Arizona sold off $93 million of Unilever bonds, and it's going to sell their remaining $50 million. It has invested in the Global Consumer Products Company. I don't know. I don't know. There's something that I don't like about, one, a government taking a political stance like that and making monetary decisions on it. Yeah. Because that feels like the government trying to influence like a company's political agenda uh and then two i don't like a company having a political agenda really either because then you're just alienating one side or another yeah no i understand that neither of which are good for business it's not good to have the government meddling in public companies affairs and it's not good for public companies to meddle in politics really i don't think i i'll tell you what i give i give public companies a bigger pass because you look at you look at companies like uh uh boost mobile that mm-hmm. their whole company setup is hey get our cell phone plan 
because we invest in in these green energy and social causes like that is their brand right yeah and that's yeah that if that's your brand that's what you're appealing to that's your marketing campaign that's your audience then yeah that's fun well what i'm saying is, is i don't have a problem if ben and Ben and Jerry's, if you don't know by now that the Ben and Jerry themselves are on the left side of the spectrum, like, I don't think... <laughs> right. They, they, it's, it's become more, more and more their brand as they've gotten older, right? Mm. But from the get-go, they've always had a, a very hippie philosophy. Uh, so I don't think anybody... I don't think Ben and Jerry's is, is going to be losing... They've already lost their American customers that are going to walk away from them. Right. Like... like all they're looking to do is is solidify their their customer base that does agree with their values, right? I'm willing to give them uh, a bigger pass. Probably trying to build them. They're probably just trying to get a legacy. Is what it really sounds like. Or they're they're just trying to feel good about themselves as people, right? Like, oh yeah. yeah. But uh, what I my my big question is is for the same reason I'll talk about like like I may believe in green energy personally, but I have no problem trading Exxon Mobil stock. The stock's right. already out there. I'm not <laughs> buying it from ExxonMobil, right? Mm-hmm. I'm buying that stock from somebody else. So how is this hurting Unilever if they sold their bonds? Somebody bought those bonds. Like, those bonds didn't, like, they didn't destroy the bonds. They didn't say, no, Unilever, <laughs> now you don't get these bonds. We're lighting them on fire. <laughs> Unilever already got the money for the bonds. Yeah, and if you're cashing them out early, then you're actually saving the money. Right? <laughs> Uh, but I guess, I guess really uh, it only becomes relevant. Like, I mean, if everybody decided to sell their Unilever bonds at the same time, the price would plummet and that might affect Unilever in terms of any new bonds they want to issue. But I don't, I just don't see, just like I don't see, uh, Ben and Jerry's losing a lot of sales from Israeli occupied territories. I don't, I don't see Unilever blinking about Arizona selling its its bonds to make a fucking point. Right. <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely feel feel like my tax dollars go into the Arizona state coffers and if that it doesn't feel like a responsible investment decision or trading decision. Right. To sell it because you're mad at one of one of the subsidiaries. Unilever's so huge. It's one of their like two hundred <laughs> companies they own. Yeah, if you based your investment decisions on whether or not you agree with every action. Mm-hmm that a company takes you're probably not going to find many things to invest in yeah ah, well so that's that's that story uh it's it's not like, like i said i don't think and i ultimately what, what's eric is going to do it's going to buy other bonds right it's just going to buy another right. company so at the end of the day i don't think it's going to actually hurt arizona and i don't think it's going to hurt ben and jerry's It'll probably be they'll probably buy bonds in a company that's got a big footprint in china <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I think it, it's a good conversation to have, and it definitely makes you think, because, uh, uh, folks, uh, you, you know, you've got to make your investment decisions and strategies. Those, those plans got to work for you. And try to do it without emotion. I certainly recommend, yes, not putting emotion in it. <laughs> well, uh, careful with the word recommend, Dan, when you're entertainment. Oh, shit. Okay, wait, 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 <laughs> let, me, let me restay that. Folks, I know for me, my my trading decisions go a lot better when I take the emotion out of it. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, I got two quick stories. If all right, let's hear wrap em. up with those. Let's hear them. Uh, first one was Neo. Neo had a massive two billion dollars stock offering that was announced uh, this week. Oh yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's let's see. Um, what were they priced at? Uh, to $2 billion, seeks to, to price the shares at the going market rate. So I guess they don't really have a price yet. So they could sell up to about 50 million shares depending on the pricing. Wait. Proceeds be used for general corporate purposes and strengthen its balance sheets. So so they're putting a market sell? Uh, I don't think it's all 50 are going to be market sold <laughs> like that. I don't think that works quite that way. <laughs> but, <laughs> they're yeah, they'll probably, t- anytime the stock starts to poke its head up, uh, they'll probably smack it down with a, a big offering and do that several times. What's interesting to me about this thing, not so much the uh, a growth company needing to raise money, what's more interesting is all the articles that I keep seeing popping up now talking about how Neo is poised to break out, it's a buy the dip setup, everyone needs to buy it, and buy it now. Oh, okay. And you probably get the same feed stuff that I do, I'm sure you've noticed this as well. I haven't been paying attention to Neo, uh, to be honest. Well, let's just do a quick Google search and see what pops up. I'll just search, is Neo a buy? 
Neo poised for strong September is the stock a buy? <laughs> is Neo's stock offering really bearish? Is it really? Is it too- <laughs> <laughs> Neo versus Workov. Uh, buy Neo stock now before it takes off later this year. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Right, right, right when they want to sell, a bunch of news articles come out about why you should buy. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of Seeking Alpha, Market Watch, and I think uh, even Motley Fool is probably on that train. Wow. Right. Hey, China, where was our phone call? Am, am I not good <laughs> enough to shill, Neo? Come on. <laughs> I know, right? I would have. <laughs> I got a price. Hey, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at the five-year chart. It's on a great big uptrend. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one I got is just a quick update on the uh, the Beva, uh, Elon Musk and Bezos Twitter war that's been ongoing for the Ooh. last, you know, seems like a couple months. Spill that tea. Yeah. So uh, Jeff Bezos decided to invest a million dollars into a company that's uh, it's a startup that's looking to reverse aging and prolong human life. <laughs> <laughs> and musk's response to that was uh, if it doesn't work he's gonna sue death <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, musk has really been uh, trying to pick a fight with bezos so i think that is the poll question i want to ask this week okay who would win in a celebrity cage fight between the two and i want play-by-plays in the comments that is a great twitter poll that is a great twitter poll it's not sexy but it's definitely got the violence that everyone loves. Is it sexy if Richard Branson is the, the ring girl in the bikini with the sign? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can leave that part out. No. <laughs> All right, that takes us about to the halfway point, Dan. Do we got some sponsors? Do we? Cue the music. Some loans are just a big mistake And up over your head Drowning in those rates and fees Someone left unsaid This is the right kind of lender To find the thing that fits your needs And you just have to call her Cause you know that she was born to be She's a home maker, dream banker Dead saver, won't you call her up and see? She's a home maker, dream banker Dead saver, won't you call her up? Go, go, go! Uh, so I'd like to point out for coil spotting and Discord that uh, Dan is saying debt saver, not dick saver. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sue. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Sue isn't a dick saver. I just don't know her that well. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor, focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience helping thousands of people uh, get their home, get their homes, purchase them, refinance them, even doing reverse mortgages. If that's your thing, Sue will help. She's licensed. If, if, in- you're, if you're drowning in debt, let Sue reach in there and grab you by the dick and pull you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. She's licensed to do that in 27 states. <laughs> so, <laughs> so reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904. Or you can send her an email at spullen at fairwaymc.com. That uh, phone number, again, is 520-977-7904. And that uh, email is spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. That phone number, 520-977-7904. Reach out and see what Sue will do for you. One of these days, we are going to lose that sponsorship. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. I mean, we're trying real hard, Kyle. We're trying. It kind of feels like that. (laughs) 
All right. Two Bulls is also a proud affiliate of the Trade Pro Academy. Uh, Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. Translation, you can trade like the big institutions. Mm-hmm. They've got a great staff of highly knowledgeable, successful traders, and we talk to them all the time. Yes. Uh, and there's just no better place that we've found to learn all you need to be a successful trader. Yes. We're almost successful ourselves. Ha-ha! <laughs> Uh, you can find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description. Great way to support the show and improve your knowledge and skills. Uh, George should be back from his hiatus this week, too. Uh, we're currently trying to work out a deal where we can get our listeners a discount. Yes. So once we get an update on that, we'll let everyone know. They really are. It's it's just school for stock trading. Like like It's the place to go. I've read so many books on it. Mm-hmm. But their their courses were the first ones that were like, yeah, this is this is how the big money t- trades, and it all makes sense. This is how you do it, and yeah, yeah a- and, and it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it works for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So we get into some uh, some stocks and options and trading, investing, or what do we want to do here? Oh, gosh, I believe this is Kyle's cooking corner, and you're about to give us a recipe for poutine? Uh, no, I've got no. something else I want to talk about, though. No. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, let's talk about some trading. Just put those stock tickers on the list. Go through the charts so nothing gets missed. Today's trades, they could all turn to gold. I'm playing stocks till I'm out of the hole. Um, before we jump into that, I do want to jump into a real quick uh, update on Virgin Galactic. Ooh. Uh, I think you posted an article about the $800 million worth of shares that Branson and the company sold. Yeah. Looking at the timeline of this, it uh, looks really suspicious, especially with the update of the FAA grounding the, the, the company uh, pending that investigation. Mm, like they knew it was going to happen. Okay, I've got the... Here's the article I think. It's not the most uh, reputable one. I've never really heard of this group before, but the timeline they have there, the other articles are behind paywalls, but using this for the timeline. Uh, July 11th, flight occurs with the high winds forcing outside its flight path. July 12th, Virgin Galactic sells $500 million in stock without mentioning the anomaly. Uh, the 16th, this is the date the company is required to inform the FAA of any anomalies during the flight. 23rd, they initiate the investigation. August 11th, the FAA grounds Virgin Galactic. August 13th, that's the SEC filing revealing Branson sold $300 million in stock without mentioning the anomaly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, so August 13th? That was the SEC filings. That means he'd already sold it. Yeah, because it was on the 9th, it was at $35, and at the 13th, it was at $25. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, a, just a 30% drop. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sweeps in, takes out all those buy buy limits, selling all the way down. Well, hopefully we get a nice bounce when they get cleared and to go back up in the air again. <laughs> hopefully they get cleared, I should say. Yeah. But anyway, I wanted to just quickly touch on that before we jump into the moves of the week, but I'll let you go ahead and start us off. Okay, what did I do this week? Uh, I don't I don't remember any trades this week, Kyle. Uh, I didn't trade at all. I think that's not true. <laughs> Pretty sure I can go back and look at your record here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Tell us about Apple. Tell us about... No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. What, what the, the day... The week started... It ended on the 10th, so... It started on the 7th. It was a short week. Yeah. I, I started the week selling some Disney puts uh, that I'd held over the weekend. Bought them at 123, sold them at 126. So I broke even, so that's not... I, I scratch trade. Mm-hmm. So, uh, You're doing more of that, which is good, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It, it, they, a scratch trade, way better than a loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I bought to open some Bristol-Myers Squibb puts, $64 puts, uh, $0.25 mm. cents a contract, and uh, they, it, it, it went down. You know, I was up about 30%. You know, um, then then it, it turned against me twice, which is one of Vico's rules. Uh, if it turns against you twice, get out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then, and then I, at the same time, it turned against me. I, I saw, I noticed, I went over on the daily and noticed that it was the 200 day uh, EMA holding a support and volume was drying up. So <laughs> I mm. got out at twenty. <laughs> I got out at twenty four cents a contract, which is to me pretty break even. Basically a scratch. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I bought to open some uh, Apple calls on Monday. One hundred sixty dollar calls expiring uh, the seventeenth. Bought them at eighty three cents. Sold them the next day at a dollar. Uh, it, it Apple was was breaking all time highs. And I was, mm-hmm. I, held, I held them overnight because I was like, well, if it goes again tomorrow, you know, this is, I got, I got plenty of time on them, but it looked like it was turning around. So I switched to puts because it did turn around and it, I even posted the, the image on the discord. You can go on and look at Kyle and Dan trades. Apple hit one of my uh, levels, my zones that I'd drawn on my trading view chart and volume was increasing as it was selling through that zone. Yeah. <laughs> so what I really needed to have done at that point was the same expiration date. I did not. I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought those puts at fifty cents, and it Im- it immediately found support and shot up. <laughs> oh, and I ended up selling them at twenty cents. Uh, not my best work, but mm-hmm. but still still good that I got out with some some money in hands. Then I didn't make any trades till Friday, uh, and I started Friday like a boss. I I had made drawn levels for Peloton, and then Vico's trade options Friday trade plan came out on Twitter, and he had Peloton, and within his his spot, his buy spot that he tweeted was five cents below mine. So I was like, okay, all right, definitely I am Peloton, uh, and, and I believe you did the same thing. Uh, bought bought a hundred eight dollar calls expiring same day. I bought them at a buck eighty. Uh, sold sold some off at two sixty. And mm-hmm. I sold some at three seventy, and I th- sold some at four ten. So I was nice. I was just riding high. I was very emotional, and knowing what I know, that's a bad time to enter any trades. So I didn't make any other trades for the day because I'm a trade pro. No, I I was feeling I was feeling <laughs> the gambler in me really swell up and be like, see how good you are. Let's move on to the next one, mm-hmm. and yeah. and. Move on to the next one. Kyle, what do you think I did? Did I go to any of my charts that I've been watching all week, drawing my levels? No. No, you picked snow. I don't, I don't remember you talking about snow. <laughs> I've never talked about snow. It was one of the five on Vito, Vico's plan, and uh, I, I pulled them all up, and I was like, oh, snow. They, they, looks, they bounced through th- that level he called, and it looks like they just retested it, and it's on its way down. Red candle going up. Bought some uh, $315 puts expiring same day. Bought them at a buck forty. Literally at the bottom. Uh, oh. It never, oh. it never saw that level again through the day. It was at three hundred and seventeen dollars. And where did where did snow end the day? Oh, oh please. Do, 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 do. It ended. It, it got as high as three twenty three eighty seven. Shot, shot up to almost 324. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then by the end of the day, it did go back down to 318.45. But uh, it, by then, it's too late. I have... Still worthless. Yeah. Time decay really hurt you on those single or zero day expiry. <laughs> right? And it was it was out of the... So they expired out of the money worthless. And I took 100% loss. Like a... Because then I got emotional the other way. And I didn't even back out when I could have. And... Ugh, ugh, just... So when you, when you do these uh, lottos, what is the? Do you have a time limit that you're looking to hold these for? Because I feel like maybe that should be something that you add to your plan. Like if it doesn't make its move within fifteen twenty minutes, mm. then you're getting out. That's a good point. Um, well, if I'd put the stupid trailing stop order, I would have been fine anyway. And why didn't you do that? Because I haven't learned how to do them on Thinkorswim <laughs> yet. I uh, just place it like a. Oh, I can walk yeah. you through that. I, I will actually need you some point next week because that's my new, and then those were all my trades for the week, but that's my new plan because I, uh, my, I'm limited to the three day trades a week. And then, uh, because I'm going to be watching futures yeah. so much, I'm only going to be trading on Fridays for a couple months options. I'm only going to do mm-hmm. lotto options Fridays. They're the most fun to me. And as we sh- saw with Peloton, if, if I've been watching it all week and that's, Oh, that's, that's the other thing. I picked snow. If I'd picked Disney, if I'd gone over to Disney, right? Oh man, Disney like just one of the ones the, that you've been watching. The one I've been on watching. So yeah. on my list, I got my <laughs> levels. Disney just had a crazy, crazy Friday. I would have, I would have, <laughs> would have really rocked it. 
You really would have cleaned up like a boss, yeah. but instead I wasn't following my own stuff. Yeah, Disney just dropped dropped like a stone on Friday. I'm excited for you to get to the timeout period of futures because I think it's really going to help you with this mm-hmm. issue. That's one of the things that I've been noticing. Just stopping and just watching and just observing and not thinking about you know trying to do sim trades or even paper trading or actually trading. Yeah, you start to notice that there's opportunities every day. You don't have to take every single one that you see. Yeah, you can be a lot more. It, it just it trains you to be a lot more selective and a lot more patient. Mm-hmm. Where if you, I think if you had already done your three week observation period with the futures, that would have carried over your trading, and you would have been, you wouldn't have made that snow, yeah, trade. Oh, Apple also dropped like a stone through my levels. Like I missed two. Yeah, you probably would have made one of those two, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. That you actually had a plan for those two. You didn't have a plan nope. on the other one, so why would you try to trade without a plan? Yeah, exactly. I think I'm hitting the point where. Like if 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 I look at Vico's list and what I've been looking at is on it, great. That's that's somebody else confirming what I'm seeing. But I shouldn't just try to see mm-hmm. what he's seeing because I that's I don't have the order flow stuff they do. You know, I I, I right. I'm yeah. I'm doing this without that. So I feel like uh, I've got one eye closed. So if I'm watching a thing, I can watch it with one eye and 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 learn it. But uh, I can't just jump into something mm-hmm. I haven't been watching without order flow data. That's just crazy. I want to talk a little bit more about the piton trade because I jumped mm-hmm. in it too. Uh, my reasoning though is a little bit different. Uh, I, first of all, I saw that you and Vico had the same plan, so that immediately yeah. caught my eye. I had already been wanting to see the gap fill from the, the drop over the previous mm-hmm. week. So with those three pieces of information, that was enough confirmation for me when I decided to jump in. When it passed the 108.80 level uh, on a slight pullback, I jumped in and bought those 110 yeah. calls at 75 cents a contract. And then I sold those pretty quick. I didn't hold them for very long. I got 115. I took a third off. 150. I took another third off. And then left me the last bit for a runner, which I took at 320. Yeah. Uh, at that point, I was pretty happy. I wasn't going to really mess with anything else. That was the one thing that I was looking at pre-market. I'm like, yep, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Is that is that a good enough justification in your mind? I was wondering if that would be considered bandwagon trading or working off of someone else's stuff. Um. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's... Did you ever... Did you stop and look at the levels? I, you clearly did, did because you saw it bounce and retest Mm -hmm. so i think it's it i think what i did with snow was bandwagon trading what you did with peloton was you heard what the band i didn't do a full workup on it like i would should have done i don't think but at the same time i was familiar with the stock because i've been watching it for the past week or so yeah we've been talking about peloton on the discord yeah I actually made some terrible trades with it (laughs) last week Yeah, I think only you know the answer to that in your heart, Kyle. That was a bandwagon trade. I feel like it was enough. I feel like I had enough, and I acted quickly, and I also got out quickly, yeah. which is the way I think you need to play these lotto trades. Yeah. I think if you're if you're taking a lotto... Shit, just hit my mic. I think if you're taking a lotto trade, then uh, like you can't be in it for very long, because you'll just get crushed by IV or decays. I think I think it's okay to leave a runner, and in that situation, as we saw, Peloton got up to 118 on Friday. You know that last runner. Yeah, and uh, you're never wrong for taking the profit. We took it early, but I was happy with what I got. But, I mean, I more than doubled my investment. I was pretty happy with that. That's just it. Like you hit your target. Like could you have hit more? Sure, but it's better to mm-hmm. to take the profit now than to to keep risking it and keep risking it. Like it's okay to get paid. <laughs> and then honestly, I was pretty much done at that point i it made the move i wanted to see i was i was finished i did try to do a couple other things uh, but more just for long term like uh cvm i was watching that kind of break below 11 again i threw in another order at the 1075 level that i wanted to get more shares added it didn't get filled you know rebounded nicely from that point again i did try to sell another amc call i kept eyeing the 917 50 but i couldn't get filled in the price i was trying to get five bucks for that it would be really nice to sell those shares that i bought at 33 for you know 55 at a share basically mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't get the fill on that but by the time i finally flipped over to the 1015 expiry which is the other one i've been eyeballing um 
I missed out on the price I wanted there too. I could have, I was wanting to get, you know, either five for the 917 or, or 10 for the, the 1015. Uh, both of those were, but then I'm, I'm, you know, kind of wondering to myself, why am I quibbling over 50 cents a contract at that point? Is it really worth $50 mm. to not get filled? I think part of the problem is I didn't really want to sell it because it just really looks like it's ready to, to make another run at, you know, 65. Yeah. August 11th, it was, it was at $30. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> the fact that it's at 50 <laughs> is meaningful. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's great for the you know couple hundred shares I picked up at thirty three, but I don't know. I feel like I'm getting greedy now. I should have just taken nine fifty contract at ten fifteen. Yeah expiry you know it's almost a thousand dollars it's close enough but i didn't i don't know man i i I think selling the calls right now is is risky because it's on such an uptrend yeah but these are just the shares that i bought then i still have a whole bunch of other shares i'm still holding oh i see i see yeah like i'm not missing out anything i'm just trying to generate a little bit of extra gotcha free up some funds gotcha hey yeah that would have yeah then then yeah you were just being greedy (laughs) (laughs) completely being greedy that's probably not good for long-term success either No. Uh, lastly, I sold a couple of contracts for the 1015. I sold OCGN 750 calls at a dollar 25, and uh, Bed Bath and Beyond 1015 21 dollar puts. I sold at a dollar five. Uh, BBBY has just been kind of taking a beating lately, but there's a real nice level at 23. Uh, I ended up selling them at the 21 puts just because that's more in line with what my target price was. Yeah. And figure I might as well get a little bit better price if it does actually hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that pretty much wraps up my week. I wrap up trading, and I kind of need to pee. Okay, well, I'll go play the earnings song while you pee. Uh, no, actually, let me do the earnings first because it's not song worthy. Oh, okay. What, what are the earnings? The only two that really caught my eye were F Cell on the 14th and JKS on the 15th. JKS. Uh, there was a third company, EWCZ, and this one I just caught my eye because of what it is. Uh, it's basically a European wax company, European waxing. Like they operate out of the home and come to your house and perform wax, like Brazilian waxes, uh, laser removal, and all kinds of other weird shit. I was just surprised that that <laughs> that's a company that's uh, a publicly traded company <laughs> yes <laughs> ewcz uh fuck i need to log back in so i can get the uh the company description because it was kind of hilarious it's a franchiser and operator of out-of-home waxing services uh the services include waxing laser hair removal sugaring and threading <laughs> okay <laughs> all right yeah uh looks like they must have been an ipo because they didn't start trading until last month Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I wonder what their <laughs> earnings are going to be, Kyle. I don't know, but I kind of want to uh, kind of want to pick them as my bet pick. Well, you're more than welcome to um, talk about some to run to crypto. crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I didn't do any crypto trading. I did not either. But uh, I did come across an article about the Treasury Department is now having ongoing talks about stable coins. Are they wanting to stabilize them, or what are they talking about? They want, yeah, they want to absolutely start to regulate that space. Uh, the market cap right now for stable coins is 125 billion dollars. That's, I mean, that's a small slice of the two trillion dollar cryptocurrency market. Yeah. But when you know, when you think about it in terms of these, these people are the stewards of the whole economy, and you've got this new space that money is going into. Mm-hmm. They want to regulate it because they don't want the effects of that market to carry over and spill over into the rest of the market. You know, if, if crypto crash tomorrow it eliminates two trillion dollars worth of value, <laughs> you know, that's a big deal. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. But how are they going to stop that? They're just going to shut down the crypto exchanges like they can do with the stock market. <laughs> Freeze, everybody, time out. Yeah, <laughs> guys, take a break. Think about what you're doing right now. That's exactly they want to figure out what they can do. Yeah. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the government must move quickly to establish a regulatory framework regulatory framework for stable coins. They, uh, they, Treasury officials met this week with financial industry executives to, to discuss that regulation. It's happening. There's no, there's no getting around it. The steamroller, I should say, the boulders started rolling down the hill. Cryptocurrency yeah. is is going to be regulated and probably probably to the point where any dark money moving around with crypto coins 
is is going to have to find a new avenue, a new outlet. Well, when they do, we need to invest in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Black market's a big market. Big market. Didn't I see something about um, El Salvador like getting really upset about their switch over to Bitcoin? Yes. Uh, is, it, is that uh, is that anger coming because of Bitcoin's uh, you know tank that it's been that did over the last week, or is it something else? So uh, obviously, not everybody's got the same reason for being scared. But they're having like senior citizens marching because they're scared that their their pension stuff is going to get tied into Bitcoin, and a Bitcoin drop is going to wipe them out. Oh, I'd be upset about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they should take a stable coin. <laughs> <laughs> but also, some people are are concerned because the the government's kind of been acting pretty autocratic. One of their the biggest detractors of making Bitcoin legal ter- legal currency is a cryptocurrency guy that lives in El Salvador. And uh, at one point, he got arrested and arrested by local police, they said for suspected financial fraud. Mm. Uh, And they were trying to trying to search his phone and computer and everything before uh, his lawyers got him out of there. (laughs) So some people are are pushing back because like, hey, we can't, they feel like they can't even criticize it, then it's definitely a big deal. Right. Uh, which which I actually agree. It, it, it fr- freaks me out more that they're going to try and quash the protests than that they're, that they're doing it. Like, to me, that's the scarier thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, and then a lot of people feel like Bitcoin only serves large businessmen uh, linked to government and using it to launder uh, money. So uh-huh. yeah. they don't even feel like, like the people on the ground don't even feel like it's the the law is is for them well a lot of the citizens are also complaining that they just don't know enough about it it looks like we don't know the currency we don't know where it comes from we don't know if it's going to bring us profit or loss we don't know anything yeah is the quote here well what's crazy to me is el salvador uses the u.s dollar as their currency right so a lot of i think a lot of countries do that too a lot of yeah yeah well you know american empire well i mean it's probably a good way as a small country to make sure your money is stable absolutely all right all right i think we uh i think we made it to the end dan i i agree i agree i do too um pew 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 <laughs> not even asking you to draw just shoot first just shoot first yeah uh, you got me <laughs> well my good for the week was definitely spotting those peloton levels and spotting it on lotto friday that felt really good really satisfying it's more satisfying for me than if I just seen Vico's levels and copied it. My good was the Piton trade also, but it was my execution. I feel like I actually executed that one pretty flawlessly. Oh yeah. I maybe could have let it run a little further, but once it, it, it was hitting resistance where I picked it to sell and I was actually right at the peak of that, like for the next hour. I think it, it dropped a little bit for a little bit after that before it took off again. What was your bad? Probably still not solving my internet problems. Uh, the, the, oh, the, God, yeah. On the, 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 <laughs> the call with the VenturePoint CEO was really embarrassing for me. And I, I knew I, I should have gone and done it at the hotel. But since I'm leaving the hotel, I'm trying not to do that. Like, I, I don't, I feel, I feel weird about it now. Yeah. You really going to need that for futures because yeah. of the way the bracket orders work. Like, if you place a stop limit and lose connection, if that limit gets filled, your bracket doesn't get filled until you reconnect. It doesn't store that on the server. Yeah. So you could end up in a scenario where you buy something and have no protection. I know. I've got a plan to do it. I just haven't gone out and done it. I I haven't had the time, and I need to make the time. I'm going to go get a a hotspot from Verizon because they've got the biggest coverage. Good. That'll make me happy. And I'll have a battery (laughs) backup here because, yeah, I don't want the power to go out and me be like, well, good thing I just shorted those five contracts. (laughs) Yeah. My bad, I think, is just being greedy on that last AMC call I was trying to sell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've done this before where, like, five cents, to five to 50 cents, like, it's not that big a deal. Just, if you're, you should be happy. Take what you can. Yeah, yeah. You can- Take what it gives you, not what you want. <laughs> you got to make a trade to trade. <laughs> on the one hand, like, I think with entries, I don't know. So on one hand, I like being stubborn about my price because I'd rather let it come to me. But on the other hand, when it's something that's really running up, like, mm, like it's good enough. Yeah. This thing that was worth $2, you know, two weeks ago is now worth 10 almost. Like, yeah, take it. <laughs> what was your ugly? Snow puts, for sure, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Don't know why I asked. <laughs> Not my plan. Trading euphoric emotions. Like, so many red flags on that. It's so ugly. It's, I haven't had an ugly this ugly 
in a long time. On the plus side, at least you didn't lose anything because you just gave back your piton profits. Well, my, uh, my piton profits plus the original seed money for the piton trade. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's really ugly. Yeah, that's pretty ugly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't really feel like I had an ugly this week. I didn't really have anything that really stuck out as bad for me. Mm. I mean, the, the only other thing that I don't like is the, during this observation period with the trading of the futures, I'm starting to kind of sim trade in my head, and I feel like that's kind of not the point of observing, where like I'll, I'll mark a level and be like, yep, that's where my entry would have been. Now let's see how I would have traded it. If I'm doing that, I'm not really observing what's going on with the market. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's acceptable, Ugly, for sure. <sighs> is it time for a bet? It is, biggest loser. Oh, man. You know, you say tradition, but I've actually won more of these competitions than you have, <laughs> even though you've won more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm just trying to establish that psychologically in your head to fuck with you, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no bearing on reality. two things that i was looking at uh the first one was after we saw with all that stuff about neo i kind of really want to short it mm-hmm. uh-huh <laughs> big massive offering and all these other you know analysts coming out and telling us how attractive it is right now makes me want to short it pretty badly actually but the one i really like and this is the one i'm going to go with is amd I like the pattern it's in i like the way it's just kind of touching into that support I like the way volume has been dropping as the price has been dropping I think I want to run with that with a stop loss at 101.50 and a 50% take profit at 114. Okay, okay. And if I do hit that 114, then I'm just going to switch my stop to a trailing stop, a $2 trail. Okay. Ah, so so I want to be lazy and just be like, SOXS, but I don't know that that is really what's going to happen next week because people could just be buying the dip. Mm-hmm. You've been burned on on this one a few times. So many times, so many times. So I think what I'm really going to do is go over to to look at uh, uh, Johnson and Johnson, uh, healthcare company. I was looking at them this morning too. They've had two consecutive days of of solid losses. Two big red candles. They just broke through one of my levels too. I got the next one down at 161. Yeah, that and that that 200 day moving average is at 164. So it broke, two days ago, it broke through 100-day EMA, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it broke through my upward trend line that I drew from the bottom. So yep. I'm going to short... Yeah, it broke that at 171. I'm, yeah. I'm going to short Johnson & Johnson. I like it. I do like it. I think you got a lot of room to run there. You got at least $5 to run. I'm going to do a buy stop if it, if it breaks the 100-day. The so I'm going to do a buy stop at 169. Uh, and I'm going to do a take profit at uh, 165. I'm going to take half. 169? Mm-hmm. I think that's a little aggressive. Well, I'm, I'm shorting it. So if it goes up to 169, I'm buying it. And yeah, no, I'm saying I think that's a little too close. I want it, I want the 100-day to hold as resistance. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, no, sometimes you get um, those peaks above. That's true. Okay, maybe. I'm just saying, make sure you give yourself enough room. All right, maybe we'll go 170. One se- a buy stop at yeah. 170 and uh, take profit at 165. I'll take half profit and move my buy stop. Just trail it. Just trail it. Yeah, just trail it. I'll, I'll, tra- I'll give it a dollar trail. There you go. That sounds good. Johnson & Johnson, you're going down. What do we got for random? Johnson & Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I finally found my uh, website again, by the way. Oh, good. So I need a one or a two, or odd or even dice roll. Even. Okay, and then a one through 12. 10. Kiwi PLC, QIWI, IT services based in Cyprus, provider of payment services in Russia and the Commonwealth of Independent States. Okay. Well, <laughs> it is at its low. <laughs> it's at its five year. It is. It's like six, seven year low. <laughs> it has not been doing very well, no. <laughs> Take that, random. Yeah, fuck you, random. Watch uh, volume floods in. <laughs> it's like finds its bottom and just shoots shoots right up. 
I know, right? All right. Well, there you have it. Kyle's got AMD. I've shorted J- Johnson and Johnson. Random's got QI, WI. Random went with. Does Random want to short that? Do we need to roll a dice for that? Uh, I actually think we should, uh, just to give Random a little bit more randomness to it, right? All right. Okay. Uh, odds it's short. Uh, odds it shorts even. It's uh, long. Sure. We got odds. It's shorting QIWI. Damn it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we keep making it harder? Because we get better. That's true. Short Kiwi. All right. All right, folks. We're so glad that you've made it to the end with us. Thank you for joining us. It's been such a great time today and always better with you here listening along. Otherwise, it's just me and Kyle talking to the void. (laughs) Hope you had a good time. As always, like, share, follow. You know all the all the things, uh, and we'll be coming at you soon. Until next time, happy trades. Sorry, Sue. We love you, Sue. <laughs> <laughs>